You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Podmania podcast. Another episode of our countdown show, The Five Count. I'm joined once again by Garth. How are you, my friend? Good, good, good. How are you? Not too bad. Suffering through hay fever, because apparently being a wrestling fan and having hay fever is my curse. So, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. But today, as I've already said, it's another episode of The Five Count, and with... Dave Meltzer breaking his star rating system once again recently for the recent Best of the Super Juniors final match between Hiromu Takahashi and Ishimori. If you haven't already seen it, go and watch it. It is absolutely sensational. We thought about WWE and how matches there are getting a lot of negativity recently. Um, I think a lot of people see the matches as a bit stale. Do you agree, Garth? Yeah, especially the sort of TV stuff recently. Oh, the TV stuff. Yes, I agree. And especially when we get dream matches, you know, in inverted commas, dream matches between people like Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles, it just doesn't seem to live up to the billing. And it's quite easy to focus on the negatives of WWE, especially when you, you you do a podcast or you write about wrestling. It's very easy to focus on the negatives. So me and Garth have decided to count down our top 10 WrestleMania matches. And the reason we've done this is because we want to think about the positives. And Mm -hmm. to be honest, once we got into it, we found that there was a bloody hell of a lot of good matches in WWE, especially WrestleMania. Had to be quite brutal. We have had to be very, very, very brutal, including cutting one of my all-time favourite matches, which I am going to bitch and moan about in a moment. (laughs) And, you know, there are a lot of matches that some would argue, need to be on this countdown. And, you know, I wholeheartedly agree. For example, Kurt Angle versus HBK is not on this list. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar is not on this list. Um, Triple H versus Undertaker, the end of an era match at WrestleMania 28, that's not on this list. There's no Lex Luger. There's no no Lex Luger. And, you know, (laughs) oh my God, unbelievable. Giant Gonzalez versus, you know, Undertaker, not on this list. It was tough, but we had to cut it. Um, but, you know, my favourite WrestleMania, well, one of my favourite WrestleMania matches was the hardcore title match at WrestleMania 17. Not because of any wrestling that took place, but because it was just car crash TV, spot, spot, spot. And it's just one of my first WrestleMania memories is watching that going, oh my God, they're going to kill that poor man. That poor man obviously being Raven. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, that was number 10 on our list for absolutely ages. And then we realised that our bloody hell we've missed such and such off so we've had to be quite brutal so please feel free to leave comments saying oh you've missed this out you've missed this out well i'd have put this in and you know to each his own it's a very subjective list we have compiled some of what we think are the best matches and yeah personal preferences certainly played a part yeah. yeah and possibly a better title for this should have been favourites, but never mind, never mind. We're going to go straight into it because we've got 10 matches to count down and a little bit of a disclaimer before we start. We're not going to go through each match in a massive amount of depth, otherwise this podcast is going to be about three and a half hours long <laughs> um, because we could gush and gush and gush about these matches. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the matches, we're going to give a brief recount of the very, very highest spots and then we'll move on to the next match. So that sound good, yeah. Garth? Yes, let's do it. Let's get going. So number 10 is TLC2 from WrestleMania 17. And this was a pioneering match. I think that's safe to say. Um, yeah. As far as spots go, you're going to find... You're going to find it very difficult to top this match. And... You know, you look at the hell that these six men put themselves through, the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian. You look at the hell they put themselves through in this match, and we'll count down, we'll have a look at some of the spots in a moment. It's it's unbelievable what they were doing. Um I mean, just the biggest spot of this match is the spear from the top of the ladder. 
Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. And it's scary watching it now. I rewatched it and I must have rewound it about five times. Because it's just, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> Even now, after everything that happens now. I mean, it's unfair to just focus on that spot. Of course, you've got uh, Bubba Ray and Matt going through those tables off the ladder, which, again, looked excruciatingly painful. You've got Christian taking the... Um, what's it called? The Dudley... Oh, yeah, like the, Dudley's finisher. The bread thing. Yeah, it's slice, the bow dog, basically. But I can't remember what it's called from Spider Dudley. Talking that on the outside, which again looked like a really nasty bump. You've got Jeff turning um, off everything. Off, off, well, Jeff off that massive ladder yep. to Rhino and Spike. Which, again, having that landing on top of you must be incredibly painful, especially <laughs> from that height. Um, even Lita got a licks in. You know, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a really... And Rhino. <laughs> well, yeah, and Rhino. Rhino was an absolute behemoth in this match. He really was. Um, I mean, this match was fantastic. And it harkens back to every match I watch Edge and Christian in, they're either champions going into it or <laughs> they end up champions at the end of the match. And this was another one, obviously, Edge and Christian walk away with the title belts. But there is, there's no team here that come up short. No, it's just, it's just a defining match. In, I mean... Look what it spawned. It spawned its own pay-per-view. Yeah, absolutely. And believe it or not, no matches have lived up to it, which is a shame. No. Um, but there's just... There's no... There's no match that is like this. No other match, no other gimmick match in the WWE will ever live up to TLC2. And in some ways, that's not a good thing because we constantly, whenever we hear TLC, we think of the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian, and we think, oh, what are yeah. they going to do? And they're not, more often than not, the matches are a disappointment. Um, it's because a lot of the time now, you can see the spots, you can see them being set up. Yeah. Whereas this like, was quite revolutionary, wasn't it? It was the second one, the first one was obviously at SummerSlam. It's, it felt like they were just sort of doing it as they went along. Yeah, it it's looked like they genuinely to wanted to hurt each other. Yeah. Um, but, I, I read a lovely interview with Edge, um, who said that, Basically, him and Matt were the people that blocked out most of the spots. And then everyone else just went, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> so, I just, uh, it's, every time you watch it, it's a match that, you know, and there are some matches on here that don't age well. Um, but this, you can watch it now, you'll be able to watch it in 20 years and still think, bloody hell, that is a fantastic match. Yeah. I will be sniffing throughout this. That's the thing. It hasn't aged. It hasn't at all. It hasn't at all, and to be honest, Jeff Hardy hasn't aged, considering he's like 50, <laughs> still taking those bumps. Um, but yeah, number 10, the TLC2 match from WrestleMania X7. Do you say WrestleMania X7 or WrestleMania 17? 17. Good, good man. So... No, that's fine, because it annoys me that it goes WrestleMania 15, WrestleMania 2000. It annoys me that it does that anyway, and we miss yeah. out 16. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania X7 is a fantastic show, head to toe. And this is just an unbelievable match. And it took the place of my hardcore match, which <laughs> I'm okay with. There we go. So number nine, now we are looking at Shawn Michaels, not his last appearance on this list, against Ric Flair from WrestleMania 24. This was just a match steeped in emotion. And this is yeah. a match for me that isn't necessarily on here for its wrestling prowess. It is on here for its storytelling. Yeah, well, and I mean, was well, was was Michaels injured for this? If like... he wasn't when he came into the match, there is a spot where he does a springboard moonsault on the outside, yeah. and Flair moves, and he is supposed to go through the table, the announce table, but I don't know whether he undershoots it, but he catches his it's ribs like... and his diaphragm on the yeah. very very edge of the table. I'll be amazed if he didn't fracture ribs with that because that looked incredibly painful um, it was it's a strange one because it's like it's one where there was no rivalry there was no they weren't going in they weren't really going in against each other sort of thing no basically Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon said that Ric Flair the next match that you lose will be your last okay basically you're going to have to retire and Shawn Michaels came out to announce that Ric Flair was the first person inducted in that year's Hall of Fame. 
And Ric Flair came out and said, I want you to face me at WrestleMania. And Michaels Frazier was like, no, of course I'm not going to do that. Eventually he said yes. Um, And Ric Flair basically said, I'd rather be retired by a friend than an enemy. Mm -hmm. And Sean agreed. And this was what came. I mean, taking nothing away from Ric Flair at all. I mean, you're in the the ring with Sean Michaels, for God's sake. You're not going to have a bad match. No. Um, but Ric Flair was fantastic in this match, and you know, well, his he was selling 60. is unbelievable. Exactly, his selling's amazing. And you look at Michaels; selling was amazing. And you know, he kicked out of two Sweet Chin Musics. There was a superplex for God's sake. Flair took infinite bumps on the outside. Yeah, um, the bumps as well. <laughs> he he did. He did not pull anything from those bumps. He was lo- he was locked in his own finisher by Sean. Um, you know Ric Flair did not sort of retire on a whimper this was a really really good showing for him and unfortunately he then went on to wrestle in TNA but we don't talk about that Um, if this had been his last match it would have been remembered as one of the best because just the emotion in this match the fact that Sean at one point runs up for Sweet Chin Music and stops because he can't do it and obviously Ric attempts to lock him in the figure four then and I then just love we... that, like, sort of the way when they're sort of squaring off at the beginning and Rick does his whole pretend to shake his hand. Doing. Runs his hands through his hair. The dirtiest <laughs> player in the game, Stick. Yeah. It's. He's just fantastic. And that final shot of Sean, just he's rolling up for the final sweet chin music. Yeah. And where it pans in on his face and he says, I'm sorry, I love you, and super kicks him. It's, it's horrible. And then he pins him, one, two, three, and then he immediately gets off him, hugs him and gets out of the ring. That's a beautiful touch, giving Ric Flair the moment that he deserves. Because... I mean, Ric Flair... The thing is, during the match, like, Ric Flair's technical abilities were totally still clear. Yeah. Some of the holds and stuff he was coming out of and sort of turning stuff around was still stuff that people now can't do like or struggle his his experience really showed through because there wasn't a way that he could run the ropes for ages he couldn't perform a ridiculously high-paced match you know the man was 60 i don't know exactly how old he was someone i'm sure will correct me but i'm sure he was 60 odd in this match yeah and to give the level of match that he gave was absolutely fantastic and again what they lacked in you know, high spots or anything like that, which I don't think it did, to be perfectly honest. I thought it was ace. Um, you know, they made up for in that raw emotion. Yeah. You know, you really did feel for Rick. You really did feel for Sean. Sean Michaels didn't want to retire his friend, but he did. <laughs> you know, it's it's horrible. It's an excellent match, and it really does pluck on those heartstrings. Totally. Especially when, um, like, sort of Rick's shouting at him, saying, basically, come on, come on. Yeah. like do When it. he's standing there wobbling, just before that yeah. final... Um, sweet chin music and he's sort of sort of swaying he's got his fists up and it's like come on come on do it yeah come on which oh just horrible gives you goosebumps number nine without a shadow of a doubt deserving of a place on this list Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair Wrestlemania 24 number eight The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin Wrestlemania 17 main event the second of their trilogy of Wrestlemania main event matches well, what do we say about this match? Good grief. This wasn't a match. <laughs> this wasn't a match. This was an all-out brawl. Yeah, it's so good. Um, unfortunately, and this might be a controversial wrestling opinion, I feel that the turn at the end where Vince helps Steve Austin win back the title and you know he hits him with the chair and then him and Vince shake hands and JR saying he's shaking hands with the devil. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it was needed. I really don't uh, think it was needed. I I liked it, but I th- what it was is it was um it was the end of the attitude era. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. I just th- though Steve Austin's heel turn, you know, it gave us some great moments, the come by R, the silly small cowboy hat on Kurt Angle. Um <laughs> I just I don't think it was needed. 
I really don't. And then, of course, they tried to refresh it later on. It just hadn't got the same... Not, it, just, it hadn't got the same buzz, the feud yeah. between Steve Austin and Vince the second time round. And I just feel That's like the... if Austin had won it clean, which I believe was the first ending of this match, mm-hmm. we could have had another couple of months of really good feuding between Vince and Steve Austin. Uh, I mean, just take, just like taking on the merits of the match. It's it's so good. The storytelling in it is so good. The fact that Steve Austin has to win this title and he will do whatever he can to win this title. And all the way through it, you you sort of had no idea that Austin was going to do the turn. No. And when it was, I remember watching it at the time and or like a recording just after it and thinking. And you can hear the crowd, the sort of intake of breath. <laughs> the sort of... <gasps> it's one of... Re- it was it was one of wrestling's last big swerves. Yeah. Like, big swerves that no one saw coming, obviously. With the birth of the internet, we were unfortunately spoiled a bit as wrestling fans, but no one had any idea this was coming. And, again, you said take it on the merits of the match. Do you remember this for the match or for the turn at the end? Uh, I suppose both, but I, I do remember the sort of spots in the match. I mean, especially the fact that they both got busted open pretty much immediately. Yeah. <laughs> they like they so got early hit in the match. with everything. They hit each other with everything. Ring posts, barricades, the yeah. ring bell. How many stunners were in the match? Oh, there were so many stunners. So many takes, stunners. The Rock, the Rock did one. The stunner better than anyone. He does. Oh, my God. His selling of the stunner is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Though, I will say Scott Hall's is also excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Though their match at May 18 was nowhere near <laughs> as good. Yeah. Literally just boing. It was amazing. Um, do you think, and I know we've got it on the list, and we've got it on the list because it is such a monumental match, obviously, the match itself, the turn that happens, do you think it's the best of their three matches? I don't know, because this is the one that I know most. It's the one I remember most. Is it because it's Mania 17? Which is, because, let's face it, a, hands down the best Mania. It's a Mania, and it's, again, it's it's at the time where, because the ones before this, I was sort of in and out of wrestling anyway. Yeah. So this is one of the few where I got back in for it. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, this is probably my favourite of them. Not not the best, but it's my favourite. Yeah, I don't think it's the best. For me, I think WrestleMania 19 was better. Yeah. And, you know, Austin was obviously battered to hell by this point. His back, his knees, his neck. But, pure wrestling, 19. Pure emotion and storyline, 17. Just just the, the, the pace that they kept up for the whole match as well. It was a hundred mile an hour, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. You know, whether it be the sh- the chair shots, whether it be the tables, whether it be the ring bell, or just it, everything looked like it hurt, and it looked like they genuinely hated each other. And let's not forget oh, yeah. as well that it was preluded by the best wrestling promo ever, to the tune of Limp Biscuits My Way. Just yeah. absolutely amazing promo package. <laughs> Amazing. The only thing that soured this angle slightly for me, apart from the heel turn at the end, was why was Deborah inserted into it? Vince coming in saying Deborah is going to be the manager of the Rock. Yeah. What? Why? So I mean, the two were already feuding. <laughs> Sorry, I am going to have to keep muting my mic as I sneeze because of my hay fever, um, <laughs> which is really pathetic, really. But um, yeah, it's been. Do I think this should be on the list as opposed to nineteen? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's just I think this is more in it. Yeah, I mean there are layers to this story, absolutely. Whereas nineteen was pretty much just one more match for Austin, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And you know, Rock and Austin were the ultimate foils for each other, and I think and it just it was a nice story to end on. Again, you've you've got Vince involved, which give it that other sort of edge, if you know what I mean. Yeah, another dimension to it, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've said about WrestleMania 19, do not take away from this match. This match is fantastic. 
Sorry, sneezing again. Um, so yes, anyway, number eight, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 17. Now, number seven, we decided that we were going to put a Money in the Bank ladder match on here. Because obviously Money in the Bank, before it had its own pay-per-view, and because we are looking forward to Money in the Bank 2018, we decided to have a look at the birth of the Money in the Bank ladder match when it was originally at WrestleMania, and there have been some good ones. Oh, yeah. There have been some fantastic spots. I mean, one of my favourite Money in the Bank spots ever is John Morrison taking a ladder and moonsaulting onto the <laughs> people on the outside with a ladder. I mean, that's just that's just insane. That's one of my favourite spots of WrestleMania. But as an overall match, number seven is the Money in the Bank ladder match from WrestleMania 21. You can't beat your first, or so I'm told. And it was between Edge, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Christian with, I believe, Tyson, Tyson Tomko. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what he played. I believe he was just Christian's bodyguard. Yeah, um, he went over to TNA with him. <laughs> did he? Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear, Tyson. Uh, Kane and Shelton Benjamin. Now, we talked, when we were talking about the TLC2 match, about this just being a series of spots. This really was a spot fest. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely everything. Shelton Benjamin... MVP of this match, without oh, yeah, a shadow definitely. of a doubt. Um, let me let me just quickly point this out. This match only went 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the amount of stuff that they fit in. You know, Chris Benoit being literally catapulted from the top of the ladder and then Christian <laughs> landing on him. It, it genuinely looked like he'd broken his shoulder. And yeah. even though I've seen the match before, I know he hasn't, it's still like, oh my God, is he Okay. You know, Shelton Benjamin, you've got a ladder set up in the middle and another ladder sort of bridging the two. And Shelton Benjamin running across that ladder, running up that second ladder and clotheslining so Jericho Je- off the Jer- top of the ladder. Unbelievable. So good. You've got that spot them. where Jericho flies over the top rope. Shelton Benjamin flies over the top rope. <laughs> then Kane does it. Yeah. Kane comes over the top rope, for God's sake. It's just it's um, incredible. What do you call him, um... Where they've got where Kane's got Benoit's arm in the ladder and he smashes it. Yeah. And for the rest of the match, Benoit's sort of selling it. But then everyone targets Chris Benoit's arm. It's just uh-huh. it's great yeah. storytelling. Then, got... But then he does that insane head off the top row, off the top of the ladder. Oh, onto Kane. Oh my yeah. god. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um you've got the wonderful spot where um I think it's Shelton Benjamin, he goes to kick Jericho, Jericho ducks. And he drop kicks Christian with the ladder. With the, yeah, that's brilliant. That was amazing. You've got Benoit German suplexing Jericho over his head with while Jericho's holding a ladder. That's amazing. <laughs> um, you've got um, what was the other thing that I really um, really enjoyed? The, the, T-bone off the top ladder. <laughs> the commentary throughout this match is absolutely it's going absolutely T-bone off the ladder. <laughs> And then you've got, of course, you've got Tyson Tomko, who's got Christian on his shoulders, literally carrying him up yeah. the ladder until Kane chokeslams Tyson Tomko out of the ring onto Christian. <laughs> um, it's And then you've got a wonderful sequence between Shelton Benjamin and Edge when there's a ladder in the corner and the two are literally catapulting each other into it. And whilst these spots might not seem like anything now because you put a ladder in a ring in a wrestling match now and magic happens because the athletes are... You know, they're different. It's a different product than it was in, you know, what, when was this, 2005? It's a different product. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, Chris Jericho had soccer mum hair. Mm-hmm. Um, which was the most alarming thing for me, was Chris Jericho's haircut. It wasn't long, it wasn't short, it was in the middle, and I'm not okay yeah. with that. It's not okay. <laughs> um, obviously, Edge came out uh, with the victory here, and obviously he was playing the rated R superstar, that sort of ultimate opportunist and he would do that really infamous first cash-in where he would announce it, Vince would take the suitcase at New Year's Revolution, and he would yeah. cash it in, uh, I believe, in January. So he held on to the suitcase for a long time. A long time. It, did he not keep coming down with it? Pretending to cash it in. But then not cashing in, yeah, because it would get up or something like that. It wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't surprise me. Um, Edge was an absolutely fantastic, fantastic heel. I've what surprised me you, was which... is he had he had his um that entrance theme so so long ago so early on 
The Alter Bridge one, Metalingus. Yeah, yeah, I, he did. I, I didn't even realize that album was that old. <laughs> it, yeah, I think it was that. Was it that year? One day remains. I can't I love remember. That album. It's, Some of your albums. <laughs> oh, Alter Bridge are absolutely amazing. Miles Kennedy's voice is just unbelievable. Um, I've got a question for you. Slightly yeah. apropos, but I've got a question for you. John um, Cena, obviously one yeah. of the great staples of wrestling and WWE. Who is his ultimate like arch enemy? Edge. For me, it's Edge as well. Yeah. When you think about who he's had, he's had Triple H, he's had CM Punk, you know, he's had The Rock, he's had The Miz, you know, all these people that have come up to me, Randy Orton. Yeah. But for me, especially when, you know, you went through the late noughties where the product wasn't that good, you'd still got Edge and Cena. Yeah. You know, and that rivalry going on between those two. And for me, that was the main one. Yeah, they were sort of trading, trading sort of belts. Yeah. Like sort of tra- trading sort of wins for the belt. Hot potato in the belt, weren't they, between the yeah. two? And the two really did make the belt feel legit, even if yeah. it was a spinner belt, which is shit. Um, but yeah, that Money in the Bank <laughs> ladder match, it was the first. Was it the best? I would say yes. One of the best, yeah. I was just going to say, it's between this one and the one at WrestleMania 24. But for me, this one, because it was the first, because it was so innovative at the time, um, I just feel like this one had to be on the list, especially when you look at what it's spawned. Look at the legacy that it's now got, the money in the back ladder match. It's what, apart from Mania and the Rumble, it's the thing that everyone looks forward to. Well, it used to be one of my favourite matches on Mania. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And <sighs> this year looks okay, but I don't, you know, we reviewed um, Money in the Bank 2016 for our last retro pay per view review. And apart from the ladder match, you know, the last three matches, you know, the main event, yeah. uh, Reigns, Rollins, the ladder match, and Cena AJ, the rest of the card was shite. It wasn't yeah. even like it was okay and we were building. It was it was shit. And unfortunately, every Money in the Bank pay-per-view, the Money in the Bank ladder match and the main event have been good. Nothing else has. Yeah. And I think it suffered somewhat because of that. I'd like to I'd, see Money in the Bank at Mania. Yeah, just just taking, just not, don't give it a pay-per-view of its own anymore. Yeah, but they're going to, aren't they? Because they want it to be big five, basically. They want yeah. it to be as big as, you know, SummerSlam. Which, you know, is fine because it means we get another takeover. Uh-huh. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, anyway, number seven, Money in the Bank. The first one at WrestleMania 21. Number six, we're probably not going to spend a lot of time on this one, and that's because we've already reviewed it in a retro <laughs> pay-per-view review, and it's Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, the opener of WrestleMania 10. This yeah. was a great match. Brilliant. This was a great match. Obviously, Just... the story leading in was Owen, I am the better brother. You know, there was little seeds planted at Survivor Series 1993 when he was the only one eliminated from the Hart team. He took it out on Bret, and it sort of bubbled and bubbled and bubbled and eventually burst and Vince said, right, you can have a match at Mania and this is what we got and on a very very, very bizarre pay-per-view um, <laughs> we got two fantastic matches and this was the first of them. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Just technical marvel. <laughs> everything, everything in this match was executed perfectly mm-hmm. and the storytelling of Owen going after Brett's leg and vice versa was just was fantastic. It really was. And both men showed just how good they could be. I mean, we all knew how good Brett was. You know, mm-hmm. he's the excellence of execution. But for someone who was so overshadowed as Owen was, this match really did show just what he could do. And then subsequently oh, yeah. at SummerSlam 94. But this was brilliant. Absolutely amazing. And... You know, I don't think we need to speak for ages on this because we have already reviewed this match. Yeah. But for storytelling, for emotion, Brilliant. you know, and for technical prowess, this match is absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, this and a match that's, you know, spoiler, later on in the list, they carried this pay-per-view. Totally. It really yeah. did. Because there was some shit at WrestleMania <laughs> 10. There was some absolute dog shit. 
Yeah. So yeah, number six, Brett versus Owen at WrestleMania 10. If you haven't already seen that match, watch it. It's such a great watch, and it's great to see Owen play that sort of jealous, sort of stepped-on brother. Yeah. Um, looking at his brother that he knows he can beat him. He knows he's the better wrestler, but no one else can see it. And that determination really brings out that heelish side of him. And mm. people hated him. Oh, yeah, my God. Totally. <laughs> the fact and you know, he came out with Brett Sungas on and then ripped him up, which was amazing. That was so good. He's such, like, such a sneering little brat. He was. That's the best way to describe Owen in this feud. Such a brat. All right, calm down, Owen, so nobody recognises. It's fine, just chill out. (laughs) Anyway, fantastic match. If you haven't already seen it, go and see it. Fantastic match. Number six, Brett versus Owen from Mania 10. Number five, halfway through the list, we are now looking at yet another Shawn Michaels match. And it's one of his pair of matches against Undertaker. And... Honestly, God, I think we could have put either of the matches here, couldn't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, but we chose the one from WrestleMania 26. And though some people would say that WrestleMania 25 is the better match, which, yes, you would definitely have a point, because of the added stipulation in this match... Streak versus the career. This has got to be the one. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, this is HBK, Mr. WrestleMania's career versus the streak of The Undertaker, who at this point, I believe, was 17 and 0. Yeah. Um, it's like it's still an amazing match. It's, oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely this is where, fantastic. this is where you look at Undertaker and you think, this is when he should have went out on at the top. Yeah. In the, these matches. Yeah. You look at even the splashes in the corner mm-hmm. and he's running with pace, with aggression, with strength. And it's it's not the Undertaker we see now. And you're right, he should have gone out, you know, roughly here. It would have been amazing if he'd have gone out at 28. Yeah. That end of an era match. Mm-hmm. You know, with his Definitely. streak intact, it would have been perfect. I mean, here, he was absolutely amazing. And he really did sell for Sean. He really oh, yeah. did. Um, was, um that that table bump. Oh, my God, that table bump. And to be honest, well, basically, <laughs> the Undertaker is knocked onto the table by a sweet chin music. And um, Sean goes for his patented elbow drop. And I don't think he hits much of The Undertaker at all. I think he takes most of it on his ribs on the very edge of the table. I don't know why he keeps doing this, Sean. Stop it, Sean. (laughs) You're going to hurt yourself. Um, But yeah, it looked really solid. There was a beautiful moment where Sean goes for a moonsault from the second rope on the outside. Taker catches him. Tombstone power driver on the outside. Obviously. What's so good as well is, and see, this is where good wrestlers can make you think they're injured when they knock us out. I don't, because there's a part where Taker goes for a, like a top rope or he goes for the old school and he seems to tweak his knee. Yes. And HBK starts working on it straight away. It, this, this connection between these two, the chemistry between the two of these it's just it's amazing, which is why they put on two yeah. absolute classics and two matches that really should be five stars, at least I one mean, of this, them. This was this is Shawn Michaels going out at the absolute top. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And this is what, what should happen with the with the Undertaker. Yeah, and you know it just it shows that. Something as simple as a career versus streak. You don't need a long, convoluted story. This match was literally Shawn Michaels' career against Undertaker Street. I will bet my mm. career that I can beat your streak. That's all you need. So, and these two are that good in the ring that that was all they need. There was a wonderful spot. And I know it's a really simple thing where um, Shawn was going for the elbow and Taker caught him in the Hell's Gate. And Shawn flipped over him and yeah. sort of rolled him up for a pin. <laughs> it was it was just it was a simple thing, but it looked yeah. so seamless, it looked so amazing. There was super kicks flying everywhere, there was a choke slam which Sean sold as though he'd been shot. I've never got, seen um, anyone get any height like Sean gets. You've got Taker doing the full last ride powerbomb. Those last rides, honestly, the height Sean gets yeah. in that last <laughs> ride is scary. Taking a powerbomb anyway looks scary. But, especially from Undertaker. Yeah, especially from Undertaker, who's like six foot seven anyway. 
but to take them from you know jumping up as well, not great, Sean. Um, <laughs> there's a moment where he kicks out of a tombstone and then sort of drags himself up Undertaker, and Undertaker yeah. looks at him and basically just look, just stop, just stop. Yeah. And Sean sort of drags his thumb across his neck doing the Undertaker thing. He's picked up Tombstone. And obviously yeah. the Undertaker <laughs> goes on and wins. Um, leaving Shawn Michaels to retire. There's a lovely moment where Kayfabe's sort of lifted for a moment. Sh- um, Taker gives him a hug. Mm. You know, the handshake. But Taker just gets out the ring straight away, doesn't Exactly. He? It's a similar thing with um, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. You know, it's he needed that. He was Mr. WrestleMania for so many years. You know, he opened the show at nine and put on one of the better matches of the night. You know, going back that distance, he was Mr. WrestleMania. Mm. Um, and this was the best match to send him off. You know, mm-hmm. there's talk even, you know, yesterday of Sean saying to Sky Sports, I wouldn't mind another match. No, no don't no, have another match. No, please. No, because, nah. The one Just... time I would have said, have another match, was the Royal Rumble 2017 when it was in San Antonio, and it would potentially have been against AJ Styles. Yeah. Because that would have been amazing. I mean, he said, it, I'm not, I wouldn't do a singles match now, I'd do a tag match with Triple H. I don't want to see that. Nah, because that's just DX, isn't it? it? That's what he said, it'll be DX. Well, I don't want to see that, because you don't do the crotch chop anyway, because obviously you're a reformed Christian, which is absolutely fine. But if you're not going to do the crotch chop, don't do DX. Yeah. You know, I don't... Nah. I'm happy. Don't, if, this was his, if this is his last match... Don't sully it. Don't yeah. come back and ruin your legacy. Well, just look at it now. We're talking about it because because it's his last match. It, it means something. If he comes exactly. back and does one that doesn't live up to that, that's going to be the the last thing everyone remembers. Exactly. Like the Undertaker. Yeah. People are just so done with the Undertaker. They really are. And um, it's a shame because this this was a real good match. The, again, the end of an era match with Triple H in the cage. That could quite easily have been on this list. That's another absolutely outstanding match. Yeah. Really good. Um, but yeah, number five, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker from WrestleMania 26. Though we have said WrestleMania 25 could have quite easily been on here as well. Yeah. Um, so sort of have them together, don't you? Yeah, you do lump them together. And I know that people will often say that 26 is the weaker one. But with the stipulation, I don't feel like you can say that. And even if it is the weaker one, it just shows you how good the both are. Yeah, exactly. If this is a weaker match, match, if this is a weak match, I'm okay. I'm fine (laughs) with that because it's an absolutely outstanding match. Um, Number four, it's that man again, Shawn Michaels (laughs) versus Razor Ramon, the ladder match, WrestleMania 10. And again, we're not going to spend ages and ages and ages reviewing this one because we did a review of WrestleMania 10. But one of the first ladder matches, I'm not going to say the because it wasn't, um, but one of the first ladder matches, one of the most innovative matches, something that has, you know, spawned so many ladder spots. <laughs> you know, the two men, yes, they went too long. You know, they had to cut a match out of the card. But this was an absolutely outstanding match. It really yeah. was. You know, there wasn't so many, so so many good sort of like you say spots. Yeah, absolutely everything. And it wasn't anything. You look at you look back at it now, and we've talked about matches that age well. Considering this was a match from 1994, this would hold up as a ladder match now. Yeah, definitely. And there's nothing extraordinary. You know, there's no one doing a 450 cent on from the top of a ladder. <laughs> but it just proves that the two have got great chemistry. You know, yeah, simple definitely. things like a catapult on the outside when Razor catapults Sean into the ladder. Yeah. You know, the selling, just everything about this match just works. Even the, the bits where, like, sort of Razor's going to put the the ladder back into the ring and Sean kicks it back. Exactly. It's all really simple things, but... When Razor just puts the ladder on top of Sean, because you can't... Yeah. Oh, no, it's the other <laughs> way around, wasn't it? Sean put the ladder on top of Razor so he couldn't get out and yeah. then started climbing the ladder. Perfect. You know, when they just... Things like pushing the ladder over, whether it was just because it was one of the first ladder matches, whether it was because it was so innovative and people hadn't seen it before, it was a great, great match. The fact that the ladders weren't proper ladders. Yeah. Buckling. <laughs> the fact that the ladders buckled, so they had to sort of work around that. So that's not great, is it? But, you know, <laughs> it's it's a great match. It really is. And it just goes to show that you don't need ridiculous, death-defying stunts just because there's a ladder in the ring. 
you know, you don't need to do Swanton Bombs from a 40-foot ladder if you're Jeff Hardy. <laughs> you, can, you can just tell a great story in the ring, and this is what happened here. And again, if you haven't watched WrestleMania 10, good. Um, but go back and watch this and Brett and Owen. They are the two matches. Yeah. If you don't watch anything else on WrestleMania 10, trust me, you're not going to miss anything. Yeah. But these two matches and HBK versus Razor is an absolutely outstanding match. It's my favourite out of the two. Yeah. Definitely. A really, really good match. Top three time. Okay. And it made sense to go at number three because we're talking WrestleMania 3 and we're talking Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. Now, this for me, I... I'd never seen this match before. I'd heard it. I'd heard that it was much ballyhooed because it stood up today. And I watched it going into it thinking, mm, I don't think it's going to stand up today. But it does. It's it does. aged amazingly. Yeah. And it's like it's like a match you can imagine somebody like, I don't know, like AJ and Finn Balor putting on, something like that. Yeah. And once you know that basically Ricky Steamboat received a script of bullet points of every single moment of this match. <laughs> and it was that well rehearsed and that well choreographed. Once you knew that, it just makes the match so much better because you understand just how much effort the two men are putting into this match. And yet there's nothing over the top about it. No. It's just a really well-constructed match. It tells a story. It did what it had to do. And Jesus, just both men in the ring were <laughs> absolutely fantastic. I think, um, I think, obviously, Macho Man's are sort of well regarded, but I think um, people tend to sort of forget about Ricky, like Steamboat, like how good he actually was. I think the thing is with Steamboat, he's more known for his trilogy of matches with Ric Flair. Yeah, but honestly, watch this match. It's really, it's it's fantastic. It really is. I remember watching it. Um, not not the time. I think I was too young, but I remember watching it for the first time. And it was it was one of the first matches where I ever saw somebody pull themselves up over the rope when he's outside. Yeah, and I just remember th- thinking that was just like the feat of strength was unbelievable. Well, just consider for a moment that the other big moment from WrestleMania three was Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, mm-hmm. and you think about other people on the card and other people who were wrestling was- at that time and that style. It was very. Big heavy men performing yeah. full Nelsons, <laughs> and because it was so big, sweaty men, you know, it was the you know, just bodybuilders beating seven shades out of each other. This was something unique. It was different. Totally. Yeah, and I think that helped the match definitely, and I think and it certainly catapulted Randy Savage into, you know, oh yeah, super superstar. Because that's when you've got you've got Savage working heel as well. Savage heels, best savage. So, I mean, he goes and gets the bell. <laughs> and it's a proper, massive... Proper massive bell. bell. I was just going to say, <laughs> proper old school primary school bell. Like, on a piece of wood. <laughs> and it's just... And he looks he looks absolutely crazed as well. He does. That's the best thing about Savage is his face. Just in general. When he's, when he's heel, he's just totally, like, manacle. He is, and... It just makes for a fantastic match. It makes for a fantastic character build. It makes for a fantastic story. And the two men do put on a classic. The right man won as well, I think, with Steamboat winning. Yeah. Um, but Is that the only title he won as well? I think so, and I don't think he held on to it for that long, so I'm sure the Honky no. Tonk Man took it off him. And obviously went on his massive, um, massive reign <laughs> before the Ultimate Warrior came and destroyed him. Yeah, totally. Which uh, seems... Harsh, but no man. But obviously, but Randy think, Savage did himself a lot of favors because he would then win the title at Mania Four. I think this match went on to. It, I think it totally inspired the next generation. So your Jericho's and and that generation of wrestler. A lot of people quote this match as being one of their favorites, and you can see yeah. why. And you can see why Savage is as highly regarded as he is. And when you consider that. This match is from WrestleMania 3, which is what, 1987, perhaps? Should we have a look? Well, when you consider that this is from the 80s, and (laughs) the next 
oldest WrestleMania that we're talking about is 13. You know, this has stood the test of time extremely well. Extremely yeah. well. Um, let's have a look. WrestleMania 3 uh, was 1987. Well done. Yeah. And the Pontiac Silverdome. It was, uh, yeah. Let's have a look at the card for WrestleMania 3, shall we? While we're here. So the card for WrestleMania 3. You've got... Was um, Cowboy Bill Watson on? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Let's have a look. Oh, big... I know George Steele was in uh, on it. In, yeah, um... George Steele was in Ricky Steamboat's Corner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was the only match that went into double figures, bar the Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant one. That went 12 minutes. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. The Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov against the Killer Bees. Yeah. The Honky Tonk Man defeated Jake Roberts. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, Butch Reed defeated Coco Beware. <laughs> Dangerous Danny Davis and the Hart Foundation beat the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana. Uh, the Dream Team defeated the Rougeau brothers. It, it's not a great card. It's not a great card. Oh, hang on. Heidi Kid, Hillbilly Jim and Little Beaver defeated <laughs> King Kong Bundy, Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook by disqualification. I believe that was King Kong Bundy destroying all the little people. Yeah. Which God. was incredibly uncomfortable to watch. I remember watching that. See, what do I do to myself? I haven't seen Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage until now, but I've seen King Kong Bundy kick some dwarves. It's probably a gift somewhere. Oh, <laughs> probably, which is extremely upsetting, but never mind. Anyway, we've gone slightly off track here. Number three, completely deservingly, Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 3. Top two now, and number two, and this, I believe, is going to divide opinion... But we have got Hulk Hogan versus The Rock from WrestleMania 18. Legend yeah. versus Icon match. I'm going to put it out there, this is one of my favourite ever WrestleMania matches. <laughs> do you know what? I agree. I absolutely agree. And do you know what? It's not a great wrestling match. It's, it's not at all, but it just got, it's got everything else. It's got drama, yeah. story, absolutely the best, probably the best crowd ever. Yeah, completely. They turned, if you want to watch it, seriously, watch it and watch that ovation to start with. Before the match starts, just after the Rocks come into the ring and you see both men staring around the ring because going into this match, Hogan was heel. Yeah. Hogan was the heel. Hogan was part of the NWO still. And you've got the Toronto crowd, I believe. WrestleMania mm -hmm. 18, was that Toronto? Um... Raising the... the roof for Hulk Hogan. Raising the roof. And you watch the two men just look completely baffled around the arena. Just absolutely what? confused the, to hell. Like, like it's totally caught them off guard. Absolutely. And Hulk Hogan's come out and said that The Rock said, right, let's play to this. Let's play to this. Let's see what happens. That's brilliant. You know, so The Rock just played up to the booze, which, you know, he's fantastic at doing. Mm -hmm. Hogan still wrestled heel, though, which I was still a bit baffled by. because yeah, he was doing his scratches and stuff He was like doing that. the rakes down the back, yeah. He was doing the scratching of the eyes. It was very I, confusing. Uh, so both men were effectively wrestling heel. Um, but, you know, again, wrestling-wise, this was not a good match. Yeah. It was okay. Hogan it was just a lot was of punches. Very, very, very creaky. Yeah. Um yeah, you're absolutely right. There was a lot of punches, there was a lot of clotheslines. This is, I always remember the spot where Hogan tries to sort of put himself over the top rope and he can't. And, and sort of just kind of collapses to the ground. It's <laughs> it's not a great look for Hogan, that is it. And when you consider the, he wrestled for another three years. The King's trying to sell it though, he's like, what a great move by the veteran. <laughs> Oh dear, Hulk. Oh dear. Um, yeah. Luckily, though, because of the emotion of the match, people didn't care. It's not about the wrestling. There aren't huge spots in this, to be perfectly honest. There's a couple of rock bottoms, a couple of leg drops. So what? So it's not about that. When Hogan gives Rock that rock bottom, the crowd goes absolutely wild. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. And once, um, 
when The Rock kicks out of the leg drop, which, I'll be honest, I've only ever seen happen once, and that was because of a botch at WrestleMania, I want to say, eight, Mm -hmm. when Papa Shango should have run in and just forgot. Um, That's the first time I've seen anyone kick out of the leg drop. Yeah, and people booed the shit out of the Rock for that. Well, there was some Rocky sucks in there, <laughs> and the Rock's, you know, the Rock knows what he's doing. You know, people he knew that people would love him anyway. It's just this and match; he's wrestling Hogan, Hulk, um, Woody Hogan. Hogan gets his belt off and starts whipping. Yeah, but then people are cheering when that's happening. The Rock does it, boos, and then there's a wonderful moment where he hits, he hits, he lifts it up in the air, kisses it. Nice. Spits on it and then just hits it again. It's absolutely <laughs> so amazing. Good. Just the rock is just fantastic. That's, it really that's, is. But that's character storytelling at, at its best. Yeah, it is absolutely. Um, there's a lovely moment where Rock hits the second rock bottom, then picks Hogan up for a second one, goes <laughs> hits a third one, and the third rock bottom, which eventually uh, leads to the pinfall victory for the Rock. Hogan gets about six inches off the floor. Yeah, he's just done, isn't he's he? He's done completely. This match went about 11 minutes, and Hogan does was gassed. people's elbow to finish it, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely gassed. Um, the, 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 the noise from the um, the kick out from the first rock bottom as well, by yeah. Hogan, the crowd just... its I don't, I, Honestly, even bar, I would say, AJ Styles' debut and oh, Daniel Bryan's comeback. Yeah. Just, I don't think there's ever been a crowd reaction like that. Yeah, the Hardys at Mania 33. Yeah. But even just, so, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then, of course, at the end, Hogan shakes hand with The Rock. The NWO don't like that. So Nash and Hall come down and <laughs> Hogan and The Rock clear house and yeah. effectively turning Hogan face again. I was and, just going to say, it's when Hogan come, goes back to being Hulkamania, wasn't it? Exactly. What makes me laugh is it was actually this match that convinced... Vince to give Hogan another title run. Unfortunately, <laughs> this did lead to Mr. America, which was a dog shit angle. But, you know, you can't have everything in life. Um, this match with pure emotion, you know, again, this is why I love, it hasn't why aged I love well, Hogan. the match hasn't at all. Oh, no, it's terrible. But this is why I love Hogan and why, as much as people shit on him all the time, that was, oh, he was shite in the ring. Who else ever can get a crowd like that when he starts hulking up? Oh my god! That first time when he hulked up, when did the rocket a rock bottom and he just literally stood straight up? Yeah, just gets up and yeah. Rock's face is just incredible. This picture of oh fuck! I uh, like, what are you doing? Oh no, <laughs> not again! And, and then he just, kicks out. It's just amazing, absolutely amazing. I just, I, I just love that. Like that's why I was never a massive Hogan fan, but I still love Hogan. <laughs> I've never been a massive Hogan fan. Obviously, Hogan was a bit before my time wrestling-wise. In fact, my first sort of understanding of Hogan was NWO Hogan. Right. And then to see that he was this Hulkamaniac before, I was like, holy shit, what's happened to him? Why is he deflated so much? <laughs> and then, oh, steroids, right. Um, yeah. But just the match, I can't gush enough about it. And it's weird because this is a this is a countdown of top WrestleMania matches. And the match itself isn't that good. Yeah, but if you watch everything it, about it, it's just amazing. It's a, you'll always hear people say, "Watch it without the sound," and it's absolute dross. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. And the crowd true. make yeah. this match, and do you know what? So did Jr. and uh, the King on commentary. Yeah. They really do make this match. It That's is a once in a crowds... lifetime thing. When are we ever going to see that again? We're not. Exactly. The crowds nowadays are too. I hate the word, but smarty. They are absolutely. They'd have been chanting CM Punk, and this is boring. Yeah. And chanting what? <laughs> just get a grip and watch the match. Yeah. Um, yeah, if anyone hasn't seen it, just watch it. It's... If you don't watch anything about this match, or if you don't want to watch the match itself, watch that first bit before the ring bell goes. <laughs> when they are literally standing there listening to the chants, and you see Hogan basically look at the rock and go, what the fuck is happening yeah. here? Because neither <laughs> of them expected it at all, which is fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, number two, uh, WrestleMania 18, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, Icon versus Legend. And finally, we come to our number <laughs> one WrestleMania match. And this was unanimous. We instantly put this at number one. There was no yeah. way 
that anything else but this could be number one. And of course, it's Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13. It's an absolutely outstanding match. Top to bottom, it was built on one of the hottest feuds in the WWE at the time. Um, It had elements of sort of like reality in it as well. It had elements of reality because they genuinely didn't like each other. And do you know what? It led to just an absolute classic. Yeah, It's one of the few five-star rated matches from Dave Meltzer in the WWE. And bloody hell, it deserved it. Because <laughs> these two men put each other through hell. And again, okay. it wasn't necessarily a wrestling match. It was a brawl. It was a fight, yeah. I mean, the way Brett... Again, we talked about um, heel turns and face turns in the match before where you know Hogan was effectively turned face by the Toronto crowd. In this match... It's a double turn, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> Austin went in heel, came out face, and Brett went in face and came out heel. It was <laughs> it was unbelievable. And, you know, the way that Hart targets Austin's knees, you know, really, really going for it. The way yeah. that um, Austin just absolutely brutalises him against the barricades, against the stairs, oh, yeah. against the ring bell. You know, um, has him tied up with a TV cable round his neck. <laughs> just so good. It's uncomfortable watching at times. It's that it is, brutal. Yeah. Um, it, li- it does look like they really do want to hurt each other. Yeah, and the camera panning in on Austin's face every time Brett has him in a submission. The anguish, the mm. just the downright pain in Austin's face. You know, there's the time when Brett locks in the uh, sharpshoot or the figure four around the ring post. Yeah. And Austin just sells it Screaming, beautifully. Yeah. Sells it. And the mi- bit where he um, puts the chair on his leg. Oh, God, yeah. And, and kicks, and like, uh, off the top rope. Just And uh, Austin's selling there. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like he just broke his leg. The first sharpshooter that he manages to scrabble to the top, bottom rope. <laughs> it just, it basically, it tells a story of, holy shit, I do not want to be caught in that. Yeah. Which is which is brilliant. There's the stunner, which is literally a desperation tired stunner, which is the best type of stunner. Both of them yeah, are just lying in the middle. Both are busted open at this point. They both just fall. <laughs> it's it's brilliant. It's bit, I always remember the bit where uh, I think it's the king says it where um, I think it's where Austin's got him choked and Brett grabs the bell and hits him. Yeah, I'm sure it's the king who says a. Uh, he just rang Austin's bell. <laughs> it's just so good. It's I, so quick. And, I mean, we need to talk for a moment about Ken Shamrock and those shorts. Yeah. Um, oh, what's God, the, top. What the absolute hell was that? Um, yeah, Ken Shamrock, for some strange reason, was a special guest referee for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Got to, uh, we've got to mention also that Vince was blatantly livid about the blood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But... <laughs> but... That is the enduring image of mm-hmm. WrestleMania 13. And whoever did the camera work, props to you, because Austin being caught in that final sharpshooter, blood pissing down his face, yelling yeah. in agony, is just That pool of incredible. blood on his face. And- yeah. And as he just collapses and passes out because of the pain, and just surrounded by blood, just what is, an enduring it's like, image. It's the perfect end of a match. Yeah, absolutely. Austin doesn't tap. Brett gets the win still. Austin looks like a badass. And then, just to make sure that <clears throat> Brett definitely got the heat he wanted, he starts kicking the shit out of him after the match. Starts battering him, starts targeting the knee again. Yeah. And then he literally literally gets tossed across the ring by Shamrock. Yeah, Shamrock's mean, like... Just amazing. It's not a legitimate Shamrock's wrestling really... move. It's literally just picked him up and tossed him. Shamrock does a really good job as being a ref. He does, actually. He does. I mean, he's, you know, you don't really pay much attention to him because you are that transfixed mm-hmm. by this match. There's not a moment in this match where you can stop and take a breath. There's not a moment where no. you can see, you can say, oh, bloody hell, rest holds again. Well, it, it, I can't remember how long it is, but it doesn't feel very long. It, it doesn't feel at any point, even even though there's quite a lot of sort of submission moves, it doesn't ever feel like they're, they're doing it for time. No. Everything has a reason. Yeah, again, it, it just goes to show that if you you have a well-paced match, people are going to be invested. And people were invested in this match. 
It's an absolutely outstanding match. Why wouldn't you be? Um, the match itself went 22 minutes. It was the longest match on the card. Say that. I mean, it doesn't It doesn't feel like that because it's so engrossing. I know. Do you know what followed this? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was it... I can't remember. It was a six-man tag. It was Ahmed Johnson and the Legion of Doom taking on the Nation oh, of Domination. Oh, like Nation of Domination, yeah. How the bloody hell do you follow this Is match? Is it where um, Ahmed Johnson comes down with the shoulder pads on? Yes, he does. And he can't get in the ring. It's also where I believe Farouk ends up nearly knocking himself out <laughs> by falling off the ring or something while he's got a rope attached to his... I can't remember. And then the title does match it... was Undertaker versus Psycho Sid. There's a bit in that um, tag match where I'm sure Hawk and Animal have got people above their heads and Ahmed Johnson can't do it. <laughs> Even though he's this massive pumped up dude, he can't do it. <laughs> I must admit, I haven't seen that match, but it's a six-man tag that goes six minutes. That's pretty much all you need to know. I just remember the odd bit. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, this match is, it's, it's WrestleMania personified in a match. It's emotion. Yeah. It's just technological brilliance. Oh, sorry, technical brilliance. It's, you know, just storyline. Everything you want in a wrestling match is encapsulated in this one match from Mania 13. And it's the sort of, you can, it's the sort of end of the Vince McMahon commentator era. Yeah, it is. Because not long after this is when you start to see Brett. I mean, you've already had the, the Brett sort of he screwed me sort of thing. Um, you had all that sort of leading up to this, and yeah. then where you've got Stone Cold just kind of going, you're just a crybaby. <laughs> and then, of course, you get the Montreal Screwjob following this as yeah. well. So, yeah. yeah, it was the start of the end for Vince's common, uh, commentator, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but this is just... There was no other match for me that could have topped this list. No, um, it's it's just an absolutely outstanding, brutal fight between I'm two men say, who looked like they legitimately hated each other. I'm loath to say perfect, but as near as perfect as you're going to get. Yeah, I don't think that there's anything I would have taken out of this match, if I'm perfectly honest. Everything. And, it was two men who desperately just wanted to beat each yeah. other and would and when, resort to anything. Watching it back as well, because this is sort of pre-injuries, you forget how mobile and how good Austin was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's coming off the ring apron, you know, mm-hmm. doing, you know, jumping from the second top ropes. You know, he's like not scared to do those things. Yeah, yeah exactly. All sorts of stuff. Oh, Brett's neck break is absolutely gorgeous. Really <laughs> is. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely. It's a backbreaker for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything, everything for him. But again, you know, like you say, absolutely. This was pre-neck injury. Obviously, he had the knee brace on, but he didn't have both on. Um, you do forget, and you know you can look at some of stunning Steve Austin's matches in um, WCW. He's a yeah. good wrestler, a really good wrestler. Um, just, the, the fact that he, he he was able to adapt and last as long as he did shows you how smart he was. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, all I can say, ladies and gentlemen, is go and watch this go match. Watch it. Yep. Go and watch do it. it. If you don't do anything after listening to this podcast, yeah, pause the podcast. We don't mind. We'll be here afterwards. Mm -hmm. Just seriously, go and watch it. Even if you just watch it on YouTube, because it is on YouTube, you can find it. You don't have to subscribe to the network, even though it's free. (laughs) Um, You know, go and find it. Go and find it. Go and watch it. Okay? And then go and watch all the rest of the matches and tell us that we're right. (laughs) Right. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen. All wrong. Yeah. I mean, we'll be less receptive of you telling us that we're wrong. But, you know, never mind. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that of course is the end of the five count. <laughs> All of these matches are amazing and a lot of them are interchangeable in this list. It's on personal preference. And again, we've missed out so many that could have been on this list. And I'm sure that everyone's got a personal preference. But please talk to us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Talk to us. Tell us your favourite matches. What have we missed out um, you can subscribe to the podcast, Apple, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Player FM, Audio Boom, Anchor, Poppy. We are literally everywhere. Subscribe to us. Give us a listen. Give us a five-star review. 
Of course, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Real Rob Goodwin. Where are you, Garth? I'm at Drummer Jackson. Okay, fantastic. And join us next week where we'll be giving our official Money in the Bank 2018 predictions where Garth will try and close the gap that is slowly but surely becoming a bit <laughs> embarrassing. Um, <laughs> where are we now? What, 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 I believe what, what it's 3-1 to me. I believe. Oh, what? Yeah, well, you are really bad at this. I know. It's because I don't, I don't vote on my head. No, you go with your heart. That's just, that's just silly. Come on. The WWE has let you down too many times for that. I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, and we shall talk to you guys again soon. Yeah, take it easy, guys. <laughs>